This is Shop Talk with Jeff and John. This is a podcast about bicycles and all things bicycles. But it's more than that. We also discuss our adventures, not only on the bike, but off of it as well. We may or may not be experts, but we definitely have something to say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. How are you doing this week, Jonathan? Hello, hello. Hello there. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How about you, Jeff? I'm good. Good. You know, so uh, I'm I, I I don't know, maybe I'm I'm O C D or kinda kinda strange, but I've I've been one hundred percent like um uh, I don't know what's the word. All I'm doing right now is watching YouTube videos of the <laughs> the Continental Divide ride, uh, bike packing setups, gear tests. So the um, the topic on YouTube that I'm enjoying right now is the Great Allegheny Passage Trail and the CNO Towpath Trail. Uh huh. And it's all East Coast. Is that is that the one you texted me? That's between North Carolina and Virginia. Is one of those that? Yeah, right. So it starts in Pennsylvania. Like through the forest. It starts or... in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, and ends in somewhere in Maryland. That's the Great Allegheny Passage. So they call it the Gap Trail. Okay. And literally, it's like 150 miles of just gravel, dirt. Slash paved road. Yeah, dude, and you you're uh, legit allowed to camp anywhere along that trail. Really? Yeah, and on parts of that trail, they will have those those huts, those like literally twenty yards off the trail. Right. And it's like a it's like a camping hut. Okay. They're 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 expecting you to camp, right? It's crazy. Well, they have that on like on the Appalachian Trail too. You can get to like huts where it's just yeah a shelter and I you have just seen sort that. Uh-huh. sort of camp, so you're out of the weather and off the ground type of thing. Crazy, yeah, yeah. And you know they have the same thing like in in skiing. They you know like hut to hut skiing, right. uh-huh. where you're cross country skiing, but they have like huts set up for you along a certain path and yeah. you have to get to your hut each day except it's not in southern california yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm finding out that it's um yeah there's not a lot around here of that type of environment exactly. i mean i think maybe if we, like we've talked about if we mm-hmm. went north there's probably a little more opportunity for things like that speaking of north though that great divide or continental divide or whatever it is 2700 miles and Have I mean, you that's a legit mountain biking trail. Yeah. And dude. It's crazy. And I've watched enough videos now uh-huh. that I, when people talk about a certain hill or a certain stop, like I know it. And then when I look at a map, like, oh, that's where they're talking. <laughs> Silver Lakes. I know that one. And this, this little place. But if you follow the prescribed daily mileage to get you to, a to B to C to D to E. It's 25 days. And you average, obviously, if it's 2,700 miles and it's 25 days, you're getting a bit over 100 miles a day. And That's so, insane. And some of those days, it's like 11,000 feet of climbing. Yeah. Like the whole distance. I, I'm, I'm going to have the number wrong is because I don't have it in front of me. It's like 150,000 feet or some un, astronomical number of climbing. And then I was watching people who actually race it. Yeah. I mean, everyone, it's called a race, but uh-huh. everyone's sort of, but everyone's sort of on the same 25 day kind of path. Uh, but the people who are going for records. 13 days. Yeah. 13. They're doing 200 miles a day. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. that's, that's crazy. Yeah. There's that one chick. Well, yeah, sponsored. Lael Wilcox or yeah, something. Yeah, like I just want to ride my bike yeah. was the documentary mm. that started it. Yeah. And then I went and just started watching. And it's funny because I, uh, I was talking, my daughter was over the other day, Stephanie, the youngest one, and we were talking about 
because she saw some of the posts on Instagram and she was asking me about it. And I says, yeah, there's a, and she remembers that me and her several years ago watching a documentary about that, you know, I guess before it was cool, but it's like, it's strictly a grassroots race. You don't, you just show up, they have a mass start and they put a tracker on your bike so that people can follow you on the, yeah on the computer yeah. and know where you are yeah. type of thing. Yeah. But, um, totally self-sufficient. You can't get any support from anybody else. You can stop and buy food. You can stop and sleep where you want. Yeah. And then there's an area that they recommend that you sort of stay because, you know, heavy, heavy grizzly activity. Oh, really? I did miss that part. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> we're worried about riding the deadly mile and, uh, you know, getting uh, hit by a car. But now you're talking about going into an area where there's uh, where there's grizzly bears. So that would be different, I think. Am I garbling in your ears? Wow. So something. I don't know what's happening. There. That's a little better. Oh, good job. <laughs> so thank you, sound guy. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Th- thank yeah. the guy behind the curtain for getting that fixed. Um, well, so I. Um... Went on a ride today. I saw that. I did. I did went you on a carry, gravel. You ride. didn't carry gear though. Did you? Um, just a little bit of gear. Not that you know. I, oh. I had my trunk bag. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had some stuff in there. I mean, I wasn't meaning to carry gear. Oh, you were just wanting to kind of get the legs woke. Yeah. Yeah. And the looks, the legs are woke now. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> they might be dying woke. Last week we talked about trip planning. And that's when we talked about the deadly mile and we kind of threw our whole trip into helter skelter, as it were. And we didn't really know where we were going. And that's probably one of the number one things in trip planning. But since last week's episode, we not only have where we're going, but we have a second trip planned as well. Yeah. So you went obsessive compulsive since last week. And (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) yeah. You, you made some decisions, <laughs> life-altering decisions. Yeah. Um, well, we talked briefly. I think we ended talking about, hey, why don't I check into seeing if we can camp at the beach at Camp Pendleton? Yeah. Comes to find out we can. And not only can we, but there was a, a site available. <laughs> so I took it, and we booked, we booked a trip around yeah. the availability of camping on the beach in December. I don't know if that's like a smart thing to do, but it's something, right? Yeah, Southern California. Yeah, right. This is the one thing we get to take advantage of. Yeah, always, always having good weather uh-huh. and uh, taking advantage of that. So then that sort of led into talking about how we were going to pack and what we were going to do. Is it going to be an ultralight trip? Because ultimately, we, I was wanting to gear up for a trip through Joshua Tree in February. Yeah. Okay, so. We were going to do this trip, and I wasn't going to make this one an ultralight trip because I wanted to have some commodities and comforts on the beach. So this one was going to be the trailer trip, and then we were going to do another trip and sort of try an ultralight. Mm-hmm. But with dates and everybody's availability and school, the Joshua Tree trip got moved up. We are now booked and have two campsites reserved for the circumnavigation of Joshua Tree. That's crazy, man. That one, that one should be fun though. Yeah, I've talked about it to. I actually, I actually invited a buddy that that's the friend we talked about, Charlie, who's, who's, oh, yeah. who's done the Yukon and all kinds of things. And uh, I was telling him, so, so this is what we're going to do, blah blah blah. And he's like, oh, f, I'm going to be in London. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's that's, I, that's probably okay too. He goes, no, but that sounds like a really really fun trip. And then. He sent me a map and an email for a trip that we can do in February or March. Really? In Anza Borrego. Really? Yeah. An out and back with water. Okay. Following a creek so we could you wow. know, filter, wow. filter water. Well, so, and so we go. So this whole adventure thing is sort of, sort of taken off. I guess so. But I've been riding a lot, too. Um, got, got the bike. Uh, been doing the Thursday night rides, but then Vinny's back on the bike, and me and him have ridden like three times in the past couple of days. I be it at night because that's when we're both available. Right. But um, yeah, just getting out and enjoying the bike again. We're really it's 
It's fun right now. So, by the way, um, you know, the route that I took today, uh-huh. um, you know, which is about 30 miles. Um, well, actually, whatever. So about 30 miles. We could, we should do that one night. Okay. What did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? What route? I'm... The gravel route. Okay. Yeah. So, um, whatever. It's that Rawson Road. Oh, the Ro- <clears throat> Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that would be cool. And I, I, I think I found a, a um, potential stealth camping uh, uh, area. We just wanted to ride out there and, and pitch a tent and see what happens. Something like that. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. That that could be fun. That would be enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I mean, even outside of pitching a tent, like just to ride that route. Uh huh. In the evening. That'd be cool. Thirty miles. Had to. We'd have to do light preservation or just something. Yeah. Yeah. Not running on high beams the whole time. Couple lights. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about night riding, and we're in this time of year where we're looking like some of our group rides and weekly rides are going to be a postponed, pushed back because it looks like weather's on us again. Like, yeah, yeah. The what? Well, I mean, the rains are coming. It's getting the the weather's dropping. Um, yeah, and or not the weather. The temps are dropping, um, and just you know what? Anytime um, daylight savings hits. It kind of just throws p- people off because really, for the most part, ninety nine point eight percent of people do not want to ride at night. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, I I I ride at night because we're riding mountain bike trails, and it's trails we've ridden, and I'm not too worried about you know other other vehicles or other people, but um, weather and darkness and this time of year just really put a hamper on a damper on your on your ability to ride so what's what what is one to do i mean there's a not ride and i don't know that that's an, an option b ride in the dark and you know and and wish for the best if you're on the road or c which is uh on a trainer riding an indoor trainer for the record riding on the road at night is actually pretty nice just fyi oh well no one i and I, I like it. I really like it. Yeah, There's less cars. Right. The temps, the, the sun's not on you, and you just have to kind of warm up a little bit. Warm up, yeah. But for the record. For the... It is. I, I, I true, I, I too truly do like riding at night. I'm yeah, having really yeah. trouble with words. But to... again, most people just don't want to ride at night. Right. So in lieu of that, yeah, indoor cycling. Yeah, but and, and it I I mean we're talking about riding at night, but there's also that segment that just don't want to deal with traffic. Period, you know. And sure. even even if during the summer, like and a commuter going back and forth to work, a car commuter and, and still trying to ride, the uh, the trainers is a very good alternative too, don't you think? It's for people who just don't have enough time to get outside. I mean, that's there's that, um, and then it's when you have bad weather. Yeah, you know. So there's something to be said um about how mo- most people treat um trainers um b- bicycle trainers uh, uh uh in southern california versus the rest of the country you know right um but uh yeah so this week's topic we are going to explore the whole world of indoor cycling indoor cycling trainers yeah so what is a trainer and so, what is a trainer? A trainer is a apparatus <laughs> that uh, you link up your bike um, onto. Um, that way, it becomes stationary. Right. Right. So the idea there is that you still have a legitimate bicycle, and really, it's your bicycle—the bicycle that's been uh, uh, set up for you—and um, you're able to again um, set that up in the living room, in the garage. Um, and, uh, you're just going to spin circles. Yeah. In, in like olden days or, you know, a while back when they talked about trainers, they, everyone would refer to like the stationary bicycle with the big flywheel that you couldn't mimic your, your riding style or your bike. So I think 
the the advent of trainers or you know where you mount your bicycle to it or attach your bicycle to it yeah. has really opened the door for people to to do indoor cycling or to train when the weather or it's dark or it's crowded and you don't have time to get on the road because you don't really have to change anything other than a, putting your bike on this apparatus but your setup is the same that way say you're riding three or four days a week on it and you're getting, you know, you're getting some leg strength and your legs woke or whatever. You just take the bike and go outside and there's really no adjustments that need to be made, that need to be made. So it's, it's pretty intuitive. I mean, it's, it's very advantageous for someone to, to set up a trainer or a bike, you know, put your bike on a trainer in a corner of your room somewhere, I think. No, no. Right. You know, for the most part, um, you know, newer technologies have kind of started to complicate things a little bit. Right. Um, I.e., you know, disc brakes. Um, but beyond that, no. I mean, the idea of being on a trainer is actually pretty nice, you know. Yeah. So um, uh, tonight I want to, um, you know, talk about the different kinds of trainers and uh, the, the types of workouts that, you know, that people can do. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, just probably share some of our personal experiences on it. You know, there's there's just an, just like in anything, there's there's pros and cons, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, you mentioned it and I have it written down. Um, types of trainers. And we're in. Obviously, we were talking about the ones that are sort of a frame shape that you mount your wheel rear wheel to. Is that sort of kind of the language that we're talking tonight? Uh, yes. Um, so, I mean, you, you can technically, um, you know, it's, it, again, it's your bicycle, but uh, you, you, there are types where your bicycle with your, with your back wheel mm-hmm. is going to get mounted um, and your tire um, is going to be on a kind of like a flywheel type okay. of thing. Um, and then uh, there are others that you remove the wheel um, the back wheel, and then it, it, it connects, you know, to a more heavy, a heavier flywheel, and you actually have a cassette attached to Correct. it. Correct. So, yeah. if we talk about types of trainers, there's the wind trainer. Yeah, that's the so one. Wind resistance. Wind resistance. Then there's like a fluid. M- uh, yeah, fluid, and then magnetic. Magnetic. Okay. Yeah. So, um, from. The, the problem with trainers has always been the noise. Um, they're rather noisy. Because your wheel's rolling on. Right. Yeah. There's just, you know, there's just road noise. I mean, that's really what it is, right? Because mm. your tire's hitting something. Right. Um, and there's also the resistance, How what that resistance is doing. And that resistance is because creating noise. So, like your wind trainer, right? That's the most simple of all things. And the wind trainer is um, using wind as the resistance, right? You have your gears on your bike still that you can still change. Um, but at the end of the day, you're fighting against the resistance of wind. Right. And well, um, it's not like, you know, uh, because you're indoors, <laughs> it's not like it's windy. Right. Right. So again, it's it's almost like you're pushing a fan. You're you're pushing a fan, but a count an anti fan because it's actually causing resistance as it pushes sure. against the wind. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, nonetheless, it's a fan, mm-hmm. and fans make noise. Make noise. And, exactly. And the wind the wind trainer is the loudest trainer, and it's really loud. Um, so you're best to be not uh, near anyone when you're using it. Otherwise, they're going to be really annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, you can't even really watch TV um, in the traditional sense of, you know, uh, setting up the trainer in front of your television mm-hmm. um, because you just you're going to have to turn up that volume, you know, and it's just it's just loud. Um, but it's budget friendly. Right. Um, so uh, that's why some people will do it. However, I I believe that it's probably our, our least Effective uh, or least, uh, hello, our least selling model. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, it really comes down to the magnetic and the fluid trainer. Um, the the magnetic trainer is using magnets <laughs> um, to uh, create resistance against the flywheel. Or correct. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. 
what's really neat about the magnetic trainer is that it's an adjustable resistance. So um, um, I think anymore um, they come with a remote switch. And so you, you kind of Velcro that remote switch onto your handlebar. Okay. And then so as you're wanting to change resistance, you, you flip the switch. Um, and then, boom, your resistance goes up, right? And it gets harder and harder and harder or easier, easier, easier. Um, so uh, the pros, uh, professional teams actually like using the magnetic trainer because they can fully control the resistance. Um, and obviously, it does whatever they want it to do. Um, and that is the magnetic trainer is in, in the middle of the noise uh, spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, between the wind and the um, fluid trainer. Um, but uh, that is the most popular, again, um, with the professional teams. Um, and then, uh, you know, from a budget standpoint, um, you know, mid, mid-grade, you know, a few bucks under the fluid trainer. Um, but I would say that the magnetics and, and the, um, the fluid trainers are, are our popular ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you have your fluid trainer In the fluid trainer, um, there is oil, um, inside a chamber, um, with a bunch of grooves and things like that. That is, that's what's causing resistance. So you're, you're rolling against that. You're trying to essentially move the fluid around inside there. Um, and the fluid trainer is the most quiet of all trainers. Um, and that's the, the trainer that we use in the shop. You know, um, I use that for, uh, my fit studio. Um, and then, um, just anytime, you know, we do some type of, of trainer, you know, indoor cycling class or something, mm-hmm. you know, that's the one that comes out. And, and that's adjustable kind of like with a damper or not fl- adjustable. It's not, not adjustable. adjustable whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, the fluid trainer um has a set I, resistance yeah so it has its own resistance and it's progressive resistance now i'm not an engineer so i can't tell you how they do it but the idea on it that is the faster you go the more resistance builds up okay so like all right if you're yeah. trying to maintaining 90 rpms or 100 rpms it's it's Maintaining that's going to get hard because it's constantly building up resistance, and it's um, in layman's terms. Well, so, so um, layman's terms, fine. Technical terms, uh, it's not just the ninety RPMs. It's your gear. It's your gear ratio. Right. So as you're speeding up and and changing gears on your bicycle, um, then th- that you're going faster. You're starting to go faster, and then so as that flywheel is starting to go faster, then that's how it starts to build up resistance. Okay. So with a fluid trainer, you can have it where you're, you're still, your rear wheel is still attached to your bike. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but you're, you're um, it's on autopilot, right? And, and it's my favorite one um, to offer to our clients uh, just because um, it's self-explanatory. It's easy. Right. You don't have to micromanage it. You don't whatever. Again, most people, are not, are just doing it just to stay active to keep their legs you know uh, um, going right um, so they just something simple and it's not going to make a lot of noise you know um, so really the fluid trainer yeah. is is the way to go now where um, we I think we we're I want to bring in the whole subject of uh, of smart trainers yeah now can a smart trainer can any one of them be a smart trainer, or is that a specific or a standalone type of yeah? So what type of trainer? What what, um, what Jeff is talking about here is that uh, um, there's new technology now that we can um, link up um, our activity on our trainer um, onto a uh, uh, a platform, a online platform. Ultimately, we're playing a video game now, um, and uh, uh, so there's you know there's a couple a couple programs. Um, Zwift is probably the most popular that everyone kind of knows of right now. You know, mm. Z W I F T. 
but think about Xbox Live. Think about, um, you know, any type of online gaming. Right. Um, and uh, you are now cycling against other people internationally all across the globe right. um, at any one time because, you know, uh, you pay for a, a monthly membership and, you know, you have your account, you log in and you're like, hey, where do I want to ride today? Oh, I want to ride in the streets of London, you know, and then so there's a uh, typically a, you know, a road, a road course, right? And then uh-huh. boom, yeah. you know, and you get to, you know, you see an avatar of yourself um, and you're, you're, you're pedaling along, right? And, and they truly, Z- Swift is all set up like a game because you can increase, you can change how your kit looks by the, by milestones that you ob- obtain while, yeah. while training, right? Yeah. You can change the wheels on your, yeah. On, on your on your smart bike, not yeah. actually on your physical bike, but mm-hmm. your appearance wise on on your avatar right. by by meeting milestones and certain training goals. Correct? Is that how that how I that all works? I believe so. Yeah. 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 So smart trainers, right? Yeah. Um, the the it's just to make it more fun. That's really the deal. Um, so, you know, you, it makes it more interactive. So you're just not standing there or riding there, looking at the corner, or yeah, in the, in, you know, in your bedroom or whatever, all bored. Right, right. Okay. Um, so, uh, so where smart trainers come into play is that the reason why it's smart is that now uh, you're uh, connected, you're hooked up to a electronic trainer um, that uh, is has a bunch of other sensors on it that is picking up. Um, truly how fast you're pedaling, uh, what kind of torque you're putting down, meaning power uh, um, output. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, the, um, the course or the, the you know, Zwift is, is pushing back and telling you and telling the system that, hey, you know what, this is a 6% uh, incline. So um, then it changes the resistance, changes the resistance electronically right. in what your what the bike is connected to. Uh-huh, correct. Yeah. And then you know, as you uh, the rider on the bicycle, you're still going to change gears because well, you just hit a hill. Right. Right. Um, but again, the resistance uh, uh, happened because you're now going up a hill, and then so that's how dynamic it's making it. Right. Yeah. So the smart trainer again is is interacting um, with uh, with the system. The program, whatever, um, and it makes you work. Yeah. Right. Um, so somehow you're making friends online. You're probably chatting with them, right? Um, you know. Now, frankly, you know, I personally don't own that, um, but we've been able to use it at work, right? Cause yeah. We have a we have a, a simulator set up at work, so we've been able to have some fun there, you know. Um, now that's a, again. That's the smart trainer idea, and you're paying a little bit of money yeah, um, because you just you, you mean you really just bought a really awesome Xbox, yeah. That does one game, <laughs> you know, gets you in shape, gets you in shape, yeah. Ride your bike all you know. over the world. Um, so th- there are um, uh, aftermarket uh, ancillary uh, sensors that you can get. Uh, if you already own a regular trainer, right, right. Um, so, um, you know, again, it just you just need sensors um, that are that you connect to your bike or are installed on your bike, and those sensors can then Bluetooth um, into your uh, tablet, laptop, or what, you know, computer your, system, whatever you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, does does that can that change resistance? Can that one? No, that okay. one does not change resistance. So you sort of have to just. Yeah. Now, now you're just you now you're 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 just playing the game, but it, you're not as interactive with it. Okay. Yeah. So that one seems to be pretty popular. I mean, when we the we, smart trainers, you mean? Yeah. Or or the more interactive one that seems to be the one that a lot of people are talking about, or that a lot of it's people trendy right now. I'll say it's be, trendy. Yeah. Um, but. I would say that still 80% of any bicycling household probably still owns a standard trainer, not a smart trainer. Yeah. I mean, the trainer I own is uh, 
magnetic or wind trainer where you, right. can, where you can adjust the resistance right. and also adjust the tension that's sitting on your wheel yeah. to, to make it harder to pedal, yeah. Yeah. you know, or things like that. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, though, uh, for, for doubters out there, um, you know, it's, 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 it's almost the same kind of conversation you have with an e-bike. Well, do you really get anything out of it? Well, on an e-bike, I would say yes, because I've ridden, I've, you know, kind of extensively, extensively ridden the e-bike. And I would say now that with that simulator that we have in the shop when it was first there, you know, a couple of us did put on the old kit and just see what it's all about. And uh, it, it, it can work you out. You can get a workout out of that thing. And, yeah, no, I mean, and no, be worn out. No, no joke. You're going to get a workout, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then it's just really a matter, or in my opinion, it's a matter of just your attention span. Right. You know, um, so. Th- th- um, well, I think, I think that the advantage of, of that smart trainer and, and having a 48 inch screen in front of you, it helps with the attention span. No. Or the boredom, ac- the boredom aspect yeah. of, you know, you talked about uh, pros and cons, and and the only two cons that I can that I can think of are that I've experienced mm-hmm. riding on a trainer. A is the monotony or boredom, and and, and then so I think in the smart trainer is going to to help eliminate some of that. But then to me the thing is, um, is is the is sweating. I know we sweat on a real bike, but you don't really notice it because you're moving and it yeah. kind of kind of goes drifts behind you. But right. if you're really doing a hard, and the times that I've used it. Yeah, no, the floor under you is, is wet. Yeah, a full mm-hmm. hardcore trainer yeah. workout, you're yeah. soaking area that you're riding the bike in. Right, right. You know, yeah. so I used to have, you know, the, the rubber trainer mat. Um, and then, you know, it turned into a yoga mat. And yeah. then it turned into, you know, a, 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 a whatever, a beach towel. Right. You know, but either way, yeah, it's, you're, you're, you're dripping sweat. Yeah, and and I've had mine set up in the garage just so it's out there, mm. and I, you know a little table and I can put a, a a DVD player or something in front of it. It's sort of how I did and listen yeah. to headphones, but like on the other side, I set up a fan. Just oh to, no, to, yeah. So you know um, when mine was set up, you know, mine was in the living room, yeah. and it was directly under the ceiling fan. Yeah, yeah, and that ceiling fan, that sucker was on. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, there, there's something to be said about riding outside because, yeah, the wind is, you know, in your face, right? Right. Yeah. And it's helping a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're sweating a lot here. So, I mean, that would, so if we were to go back and, and talk about pros, A, it allows you to ride any time. Correct. Right. And you can be on your own schedule. Like if, if, if you're working days and, you know, your your nights are, are you working nights mm-hmm. and your schedule is all backwards, it allows you to ride when, when most people aren't riding. Totally. When the weather's bad, you know, because right now uh, our, our, our mountain bike rides is 100% dependent upon weather. It's like you're not going to ride in the rain because A, mm-hmm. it destroys the trails, B, it destroys your bike and just you know, not a lot of fun. Then you can't ride after a, a deluge because they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. So 24 hours after a rain, you're not riding, you know, and then if you have three or four days of rain, mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's, it's been yeah. eight days since you've ridden right. a bike. Dude, I was legit like getting on my trainer at 11 o'clock at night. I mean, that, that, that you know, um, at that time I was, uh, commuting, um, uh, between, uh, the multiple stores, you know, Jack's. Uh-huh. And so I wouldn't get home till nine after nine o'clock. Right. You know, so I had a, I'd have a light dinner and then I just get on the bike. Did you, did you have a workout or did you just yeah pedal and run cadence or just, no, I had a workout. Um, well, first off, um, whenever you buy one of these trainers, they typically come with a DVD, right? You know, um, and you're able to, you know, set up a workout, um, you know, based off of the, whatever they have segments, um, and then so you pick the segments. You know, do you want a 30 minute workout? Do you want a one hour workout? Things like that. Um, so you know, I'd go through the workout, and you know, it was just it's just like having a a cycling coach in front of you. Right. right. You know, and they're like, okay, you know what? For the next three minutes, you know, 
get your heart rate up to this point. And so was the DVD just something that played on the screen and you followed, you, you followed, follow you followed cues? Yeah. And, um, cause when I, when I was riding a trainer, I bought a, I had a book, 50 indoor cycling workouts, Oh, you know, and it was, it was a book that was laminated so you could open it to the, nah. to, to the page that you were and set it up, yeah. you know, or have it near you. Sure. And it was normally like three minutes and it was mostly RPM training. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's how I trained on a trainer was mostly RPMs. Um, so it's like, you know, your first five minutes is just. 60 RPMs just to sort of get the blood flowing and get your arms sort of accused, uh, accustomed to sitting on the bike. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, depending if you were doing intervals or, or sustained riding, then it had you do certain things and you built up, you know, ultimately, you know, at the peak of one of the workouts, you're doing 120 RPMs for, for 15 minutes, yeah. you know, and you're wow. trying, trying to, and that's, that's, you know, that's a lot. That's, you know, you're working. And then I remember some of the, funnest workouts that I had with it or some of the things they had, they did a, uh, leg development where you pedaled with just one leg. Oh, really? Yeah. Just kind of work to, cause I think when people ride, if you don't really focus and think about it, a lot of people just push and don't pull with the other leg, right? If you're doing one leg riding, if all you're doing is pushing, it's really hard to get that other leg up if the other leg's not there pushing. So one leg or isolating one leg mm -hmm. allowed you to focus on not only pushing and pulling. So it developed your quads and, and, but it also developed your hams and the back of your, the back of your leg muscles, which yeah. comes, comes in handy when you're climbing, you know, when you're doing climbing. And I'll think a lot of that riding and training that I did translated to, to rural world, you know, on the road riding. Yeah. And I, I like it because they're, like you said, in, in 30 minutes, if it's a focused and dedicated workout, yeah, you're getting something specific out of it. Yeah. You know, it might not be distance, but the book says, you know, we're not really worried about distance. We're worried about keeping leg strength and circular motion and muscle memory and things mm -hmm. like that for times that you can't get out and do yeah. a 60 mile ride. This is going to allow you sure. to, to skip road rides or be, the ability to miss, you know, more and more road rides without falling off of what you're able to ride. That's what I found out about it. And, you know, and I'm at the point now, it's like, I, I need to get, you know, one of the road bikes set up on the trainer just for, cause it's, we're that time of year where it's like, man, I didn't really get to ride. And if I can just get on the trainer for 30 minutes and then I feel I won't be losing all sure. of my legs. Right. That's right. No, you know, no. Yeah. So I agree. But I think, you know, like you said, mine's just, you know, an old, I think my trainer's probably 15 years old, you know, but it, it I think it still, it should still work though. You know, it gets your legs going right. and, and you sweat and you look at the heart rate monitor, your heart rate is, is going up. It was just yeah. all things you want to obtain when you're riding a bike. Right. So, you know, that when you finally swing a leg over your back to hit dirt, you're not spending the first hour of the ride trying to wake your legs up and, and have them remember what they're doing. So I'm a fan you know, um, it, th like I said, the hardest part for me personally is the monotony and just trying to deal with sitting on this thing for an hour and not go anywhere. Yeah. And that's, that's what I have, you know, that's so. Mine, mine's really close to that. Um, the way I would word it is just the fact that sitting on a, on this thing that is, is not going anywhere for an hour. Yeah. And with the complete ability to stop at any one time and, and walk to the refrigerator <laughs> and uh, just to get distracted. Yeah. You know, like you gotta want it. And that's right. the thing, you know? Um, so, and uh, I find that my motivation is really regardless of whether there is a bike in my living room or there is a bike in my garage that, I just need to want to get on a bicycle. Yeah. And therefore I'll either ride outside or I'll not ride outside. Yeah. Um, but it's just too easy to get off. The thing about once I, you know, when, when I do get on a bicycle and I ride outside, um, you know, if I'm not feeling good, you know, if I'm not feeling it right and mentally, you know, I'm just not there and I want to be distracted. Yeah. Well, guess what? Um, I'm now probably five miles away from home. 
<laughs> and guess what? Yeah. I, I need care. now need to ride five miles back. To get back. Yeah. Right. And so I did 10 miles. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, how many times have we have you been on a on a ride and you're like, dude, you know what? A hamburger would really be good right now. Yeah. Right? And I was like, okay, well, I got to get back. And then when I get back, I'm going to have a hamburger. Right. We're, and, 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 and I'm not even talking about the hamburger. That's not the point of it, but it's just more of your, the mental checkout. They're just yeah. like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know? But then out, out on the road or out in the world, you you're gotta stuck. you got to get back. you got to get stuck. I mean, you got to get back, yeah, because right. you're, you're stuck. Yeah. yeah, you know? I mean, that's the equivalent of, of uh, running around, um, you know, jogging around a racetrack. Right. Right? Um, you can stop any time. Yeah. You know, but if, if, if you, you're doing an out and back, if you're out and back, well, you guess what? You're four miles out. <laughs> you got to go four, four miles back. You, gotta, you know what I mean? Got to still get back. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm liking just even to be outside. And I'm sure many people are going to agree. Well, I'd rather ride outside. Yeah. You know, but for, and I mean, I've been in that, I've been in that mindset where it's like, I have to ride. I need to ride. I, you know, I'm not functioning without riding. And that's when the trainer works perfectly for yeah. me because I'm already in the mindset of, of riding and doing things. Right. Right. So yeah. the, uh, the, the idea of missing a ride or losing, losing my legs or losing the strength is just not something eh, I don't want to deal with and the rain's not going to hinder me. So therefore the trainer is a valuable, yeah. you know, commodity. I agree. But I think, and we've talked about it, I think as early as episode three, whatever drives you to ride a bike is going to drive you to ride the bike in whatever situation it is in. Yeah. If it's dark and it's late and you can't ride, but you still have the drive and desire to ride, mm. you're going to be pushed and you're going to push yourself to ride a trainer. That's, that's the thing that I, I'm finding, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's whatever's yeah. motivating you. It's the same yeah. people, it's the same way who, and I've run on treadmills, you know, and I actually don't mind running on a treadmill because in running, when I used to run, I after about three miles, I would hit that that runner's utopia, and then I could just run mm. and just set it on a pace and go. And I the same thing happened on a treadmill. I could zone out because in running, you do zone out. You just sort of go and run. So running on a treadmill was never an obstacle for me. The obstacle was not being able to run. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know what was funny was um, I think. It was a year ago, maybe, um, you know, we went out to one of the, uh, the Trek certified service, um, uh, trainings, right. And, um, it, it was, it was snowing out there or, um, and it was, you know, stupid cold. And I just remember that night I'm like, oh, you know, I, I was, I was on a step, a Fitbit step challenge uh, with my friends you know, and, uh, I wasn't about to lose. So I went down, you know, to the hotel, uh, gym, you know, Uh huh. and I walked like seven miles, right. You know, on the treadmill, on the treadmill. Yeah. And it was so stupid because like, I literally knew what, you know, what I needed to, how many steps I needed to beat everyone type right. of thing, you know? And I was, <laughs> I literally did it up until midnight, right. You know, just so that no one could get me. And, it was funny. I mean, to that. So it's funny. It was that that was my motivation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, okay. I'm obviously I'm competing against other people, and I don't want to lose. Yeah. And so I'm in, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, on a treadmill. You know, for crying out loud. Right. You know, and and I mean, so many times have have I, you know, mocked, you know, the the, the why a treadmill would exist. Right. You know, and there a, you are using. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever motivates you, motivates you, I guess, right? And, and speaking of motivation, uh, Vinny and I just, we literally just rode, you know, like three times this week in the dark. So had a lot of fun. And, and part of the conversation that we had was, uh, you know, I had four days off from work. So I did nothing like I told you at the beginning of this. Episode, watch videos of this ultra endurance thing. And, and then it brought me back to a time when I did, an echo challenge style race. You know, we did 360 miles, mm-hmm. uh, hiking, uh, bike pack, you know, bike riding, canoeing, whitewater rafting, 
you know, all human modes of transportation nonstop for 360 miles over Wolf Creek Pass through the snow. And it's just like that kind of stuff is like sort of sort of remotivated me. And like riding at night and in the dark when it was kind of cold the other night, it didn't really bother me because we always had a saying in the Marine Corps, if it's not raining, we're not training. But, you know, it's like I don't ever I don't see me doing the 2700 mile race. That's like, I um, no, I'm kind of over that. But watching the videos and now getting back on the bike, I am starting to feel enthusiastic again yeah. about riding. And it's the simple fact that we have a carrot dangling in front of us. And it's a yeah. carrot that, that I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. I've backpacked, I've camped, I've done other things, but I've never... Yeah. Put it, put a bike into it. This seems like a fun carrot to have, man. You know, so I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. You yeah. Know? Um, and and the fact yeah. that you're riding kind of on your own, you know, means that you're sort of, you know, nipping at the carrot. Vent Vince's is, is like he's, you know, he's back on the bike. So, I, it it takes different things to motivate everybody i guess what's and, crazy though and you have I, to look for your own carrot you know i'm i'm gonna tangent myself right now like i'm i i completely have different motivations right now right and it's throwing me for a loop like mentally because um you know for for so many years now i it's been uh, a training type of of writing it's a it's it's a speed type of riding, you know, yeah. um, and it was for me just to go fast and how how much faster can I get and and therefore you know when I get in training mode I go for it you know now life always I feel like life has is has been way more tumultuous for me than I feel like others have but again that's me looking you know from the outside in right you know other than myself. Uh-huh. Right? So it's like I, you know, I'll have consistent schedule for six months and then boom, right. You know, I get in shape and then all of a sudden someone decides to quit, get fired, not show up for work. And then as part of management, my schedule just gets all topsy turvy. And the first thing to drop off is the bike, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, um, so I, I've always yo-yoed in my, my dealio, but whenever, I got back on, the motivation was, okay, I want to get fast again. Right now, I am, I'm not even looking at being fast, which is fine when I'm riding by myself. Yeah. Right? Because, okay, I'm riding by myself. But when I ride with others, well, guess what? You know what? Other people just want to go faster. And then at that point, it's just like, okay, do I really want to ride with others? Because they're, they're going a certain speed and I really don't care. Yeah. You know, about matching that speed or who knows what, you know, but it's just a funny thing. Like, I like the bike, right? I like the bike. I like the pedaling of the bike. It's me finding time to be doing this. Right. Um, but my motivation is not like a full workout or whatever. So today um, I had no heart rate monitor and I didn't measure my cadence. Yeah. And it was a fun ride. It, and well, those those that listen and those that know me and, and you, um, I'm only riding a mountain bike right now. I I you know I I've given up the weekly Chef Jeff Fun Day Monday ride because I was not enjoying the 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 road bike and I, maybe that was the the aptitude about it. It's like okay, I'm only riding a road bike once or twice a week, and one of the times that I'm riding, I'm leading a ride. Mm-hmm. I have to pick a route. I have to be like responsible responsible for all the rider safety, getting everyone to the route, back on the route. And then going into it physically, not at the peak, I struggled. I suffered and just actually made it not fun. So as I sit here today and talk about, I'm excited about riding a bike, it's because of this new adventure. And I know that we're going to be riding on the road, but my road bike is still sitting stationary and has not been ridden since the last Monday of August. Wow. And that's a true statement. Yeah. So I, I, I says, I'm going to take September off just to sort of yeah. kind of regroup and get back on the bike. Sure. And 
I'm now on the mountain bike and I've kind of veered off towards, yeah. you know, something else. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know. No, mo- I mean, at work, people ask, right? Like, what do you ride? You know, you're a mountain biker, you're a road biker. I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm everything. I ride but a bike. right yeah. now, I mean, I'm, I'm in my road bike phase or yeah. I'm in my mountain bike phase. Yeah. You know, and obviously right now I'm in my gravel bike phase. <laughs> it's adventure bike adventure phase. Adventure bike, Yeah. And I want to I want to segue or come back around just because it's a conversation I just literally had with my other daughter, uh, uh, her and her fiance, told me, and they thought I was going to be all excited, and I probably reacted the uh, the wrong way. Go ahead. They're buying a Peloton. Oh. And um. And then of course. I, I went, well, you, you got a bike. Once you ride out, da, da, da. I, I kind of went negative. And she responded and goes, well, that didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. So yeah. it kind of went like our commuting podcast. Sure. I, I know the the advent, uh, the uh, advantages of uh-huh. it. I just didn't articulate it that way. So I just want to, you know, if we talking about smart trainers, I, and when we talked and I understood her, her, her reasoning and, and I'm going to take this time to apologize to 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 Jennifer and Blake, and sorry that I wasn't all welcoming, welcoming and warm when we had that conversation. But I totally understand it. After, and I told them that we were planning on talking about trainers and doing that in this podcast, and that it it wasn't going to be negative, and that there is there is there is a place in everybody's garage or kitchen or living room or somewhere for a trainer or a bicycle. And she listed all the reasons that we talked about time and, yeah. you know, just an ability. Maybe I'm not fast enough to be on the road to go on a group ride, but this does give me the ability because she goes, you know, you, it's just like the Swift. You can join up and you can do a group ride or you can do a, do, yeah. do training with groups of people. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I understand the need to have a trainer or a Peloton or uh, a Tour de France bike in the, your life. This, the danger just needs to be that don't turn it into a clothes rack. <laughs> and the fact that you said that, because that's the first word that came out of my mouth. That's the problem. I says, if you know, you know what most... Because, public- I mean, I've owned two spin bikes. Yeah. Right? Um, and uh, truth be told... Uh, Trina, Trina and I are actually considering getting a Peloton, um, because again, there are the benefits of indoor cycling. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you got your coach, you got your stuff, you know what I mean? And, um, both her and I can use it. It's you know, so a Peloton vice going like with the Swift smart trainer, it's more, no. more applicable to, Oh, just, okay. So, well, I know, I know. Wait, wait, what's your question again? So you're looking at a Peloton yeah. instead of a bicycle bicycle mountable smart trainer. Is that because the Peloton's more applicable and you can change it back and forth easier between you two? Um so I'm not gonna get a smart trainer. Okay. Um I'm not gonna get a smart trainer just in the sense of you know, boy, why am I not going to get a smart trainer? Well, no, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just, I'm sorry. Yeah, way to go. No, I was, I mean, but it, it, it can meet your needs, whereas swapping a bicycle in and out might not meet your needs right now. Well, just, you know, just, it, um, it seems neat, uh, you know, to have the coaching program. Right. Um, and... You know, even without the coaching program, it's still a spin bike. Yeah, so you and literally with the Peloton, you can bike. join live action spin classes and there's like live coaching, right? I don't think it's live live. I think it's recorded stuff, okay. you know, um, but well, I don't know. Well, the way it was explained to me that- Is it live live? You can do live live and then the coach can actually give you feedback. Like, hey, at 6 p.m., the next whatever Yeah, there's class. like there's there's a class going on in San Diego for Pelotons and everybody can get on six o'clock and there's one guy leading Got it. Okay. type. So that's how she explained it to me. It. And, you know, okay. so, okay. Um, um, but I mean, so a, a spin bike though, I mean, that's kind of the relevance of it. Okay. You know, um, so, uh, 
the, that versus again, um, you, you, you're doing different workouts on a spin bike than you are on a, on a indoor trainer. Okay. I mean, that's really kind of the differences. All right. 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 Yeah. Um, so a Peloton's not a trainer. It's more of a spin bike. It's a spin bike. Okay. All right. I guess I should have asked that when I first br- when I was first bringing up the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And either way, you're gonna sweat. Either way, you're gonna whatever, right? right. You know. Um, so I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet, but I'm just we're considering it. Yeah. All that to say is that you know what, Jennifer, I, I validate your feelings. <laughs> well, I do too, and <laughs> you know, um, I but I did tell her, you know, just be careful. Because 90% of your stationary bikes in the house mm-hmm. become a clothes drying rack. Yep. So, and for those of you out there who are doing it daily, my hat's off to you because yeah. um, mine would become a clothes. Yeah. 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 Too many times, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, even when even when I was using the treadmill and it would turn into a clothes drying rack and then... Yeah. It would use it for treadmill, and I would have to take everything off, and, <laughs> and then it become more effort, more work than it was worth. Like that you know, yeah. so it's all all about motivation again. Yeah, then that's that's our enemy. Yeah. So, and you know, I know that we have a, a lot of listeners who who are on the indoor trainer, and uh, you know, and 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 it takes dedication just like it takes dedication to ride on the road yeah you got to get out there and ride you've got to want to have that want to ride and nothing's going to stop you be it cold sleet rain darkness or crowded streets yeah you know good on you trainers have a place in everybody's garage or spare bedroom i believe because oh they have a place in the corner (laughs) (laughs) because uh i've used them and i've seen the benefits of them and I'm very close to putting another bike on the trainer just for like a day like today where I didn't get to ride. We're recording and, you know, I, I and I get kind of antsy and 30 minutes of spinning a bike can just well, again, you know, like, calm you down. So, like I for so long, I've had a bike set up on a trainer in the living room. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like this last week, there was a bike on a trainer. In my living room, and uh, <laughs> there there was there was some dust <laughs> beneath it. Let's yeah. just say, you know. Um, so I just moved it, you know, to get ready for ready for Thanksgiving. Uh huh. You know, uh, that's how much action that sucker has gotten. Right. Right. It it it, it finally moved. Um, but <laughs> physically it's to there. another location. It's there, and and it was designed so that, you know. Either Trina or I can just get on it, right, and just start pedaling. But man, that couch just does. You know, I, I, it's like, so do I want to ride a bike for thirty minutes, or do I want to do a one count sit down and not get up? Yeah, sometimes the the one count sit down wins. So especially when you're in a funk, yeah, you know you're in a funk, and really you should you should shock your body by getting on a trainer. Yeah, but no. You're in the funk, so then yeah. you just give in, and, and then you, and then you talk about being in the funk, and then that makes you more in the funk, and then it's just uh-huh. it's it's a continual dog chasing its tail type of yeah type of thing, but uh motivation yeah. But I I I see the sun or the light brightening a little bit in both of our motivations, so it's gotta because yeah. I've been complaining about it for two months now. Right, my motivation sucks. Yeah, so I need something. Well, we got that carrot. And yep. the first carrots, 33 miles one day and 33 miles the next day. So it's the second day I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It's like, I think I can get to the beach. Yeah. I and think then, getting to the beach will be fine. And then not, and then like the all depression of leaving the beach knowing I have 35 miles to get back. That's the day I'm worried about as well. The Joshua tree, those point to point to point. Yeah. So we're doing a, doing a circle. Yeah, that's going to be a workout. I'll that, just each day it's, it's its own workout. Yeah. So. Good times ahead. Something, man. I told I, you. I, I told you. If, we'd if get... anything, I just needed to just get, literally start writing routinely to be to prep for Joshua Tree. I'm not so much worried about, about Camp the... Pendleton. Yeah. So, well, uh, speak speaking of motivation, if you look look right over there, you look real hard. Nope, that's not the weekend. That's our motivation right there. We there it is. <laughs> it's it's begging us, Jonathan. And right behind the motivation is the weekend. So 
get out there and have fun. I'm going to help you. We're going to ride together. Somehow. I may not like you for it. <laughs> and and then when you do, you're going to be on your whole nutritional kick, and then yeah, I won't like uh-huh. you. <laughs> exactly. You know it, too, because I'm going to get all OCD. And yeah, uh-huh. That's going to be great. So, well, Jonathan, thanks for thanks for uh, chatting this week. Uh, yeah. You know, trainers are important. You know, I feel that they, they definitely feel... Whatever it takes, get on the bike. Yeah, get on the bike, guys. And uh, hey, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye-bye.